Hello and welcome to the 215 Workman's Podcast. My name is Brother Robert Reynolds. I'm from KJB, Right Division Radio in Lipa City, Batangas, Philippines. This is the podcast of myself and Brother Landon Dunn, and I uh, appreciate y'all being with us today to uh, hear this message that Brother Landon has for you, and uh, we pray that it's a blessing to you and a help to you. Amen. All right, so um, not very long ago... Um, Brother Landon uh, preached a message on what to do while waiting on the Lord. And uh, he said, uh, number one, live clean and holy. Say, you know, watch our uh, speech. Uh, we're not supposed to lie. Uh, and we're not supposed to complain. And, uh, and then he said, uh, also while waiting on the Lord, we are to study the Word of God. And uh, he used 2 Timothy 2.15. You know, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth. And, you know, that is um, a commandment from God. You know, so we are to study, but, but remember that the perversions of God's word they remove study and uh, and so it's no wonder that that a lot of people are ignorant you know of God's word they don't know what God God's word says you know they just take a, a, a pastor's word for it a preacher's word for it because you know it's, you know he's been to Bible college he has two or three degrees uh, in theology or whatever and and, and so they think he knows what he's talking about, but that's not always the case. Okay, and so uh, we are to study so that we know what God says. All right, and uh, and so now uh, today is uh, is part two of what to do while waiting on the Lord. And so um, myself and uh, and Brother Landon, uh, we pray that uh, this message helps you and uh, is a blessing to you all right so uh, here is brother Landon we're gonna pick right back up with our study right here part two on what to do while waiting on the Lord amen what to do while waiting on the Lord in the first part we left off in point number two was studying the word but today we're going to pick up and continue on and conclude right here in this part two message. But on with our point number three right here, we're going to pick up with winning the loss to Christ. Amen. What to do while waiting on the Lord? Number three, we are to be winning the lost to Christ. 
So if you would, open up your Bible with me to the book of Proverbs. Amen. Book of Proverbs. Turn over to chapter 11 and verse 30. All right, if you're already there, right here the Bible says, The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. Now, as, as ministers of the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, this is something that we are supposed to be doing. Amen? In fact, every single believer should be winning souls to the Lord. You know, that's part of our ministry. Just real quickly, flip over to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Amen? 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We're going to notice verses 18 down to verse 20. Notice right here, it says, And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Notice that. You know, it's, it's part of our ministry. He has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Continuing, To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Verse 20. Amen. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. Now, noticing right here, you know, there's lost souls dying daily without the Lord, you know, and they're opening their eyes in hell. You know, just yes. as the rich man in Luke chapter 16, there's lost souls that are opening their eyes right now in hell. You know, and let me ask this question. Does this trouble your heart? Well, it should. You know, we should have a desire to share Jesus Christ with this world. You know, sadly, we're not seeing this because Christians today are lukewarm. They have no desire for the Lord or His Word. You know, and this results in no desire, but only for themselves and whatever they want to do. You know, shouldn't the church be doing what the Lord wants them to do? Yes. Well, yes, yes, they should. But most are not. Sadly, they're not. They need to repent and get their hearts right with the Lord. But because of this, the world sees them as liars and hypocrites. And they also think that they're not saved, you know, or that they're just a false Christian. You know, in order to win the lost to Christ, we must first, number one, we must have a good testimony. Notice this good testimony over in 1 Peter chapter 2. Flip over there with me. <clears throat> First Peter chapter two. We're going to look at verse 12. 
but just for for sake of context, I'm gonna go go up one verse previous. We'll start with verse eleven. Notice verses eleven and twelve. It says, "Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul." And then verse twelve, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. You know, what good would it do to us to mention the Lord to them, or, you know, or what His Word says, if we are a poor example in front of them? Because again, verse 12, it says, having your conversation honest, you know, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles. You know, then as it continues on, once more it says that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. You know, we have to speak honestly around them because they need to see the truth. Amen. Amen. We have too much dishonesty today in the White House and also in the church house to where you know to where this world doesn't know what's right or what's wrong. You know, also, you know, we have to have good works around them, you know, to where they can see that what's right and what's wrong, and also that what we have is real. What good is a poor testimony when this world is able to see right through you? Amen. You know, when they see everyone being fake and at the same time say, oh, I'm a Christian, you know, that brings about doubt and confusion to where they want nothing to do with the Lord because of Christians that are lukewarm, amen? Preach it, brother. Now, I can honestly say that if I wasn't saved yet and all I saw was people living contrary to what, you know, to what they say, you know, I, would, I wouldn't even honestly believe them. And I wouldn't want anything to do with them. But at the same time, you know, people people don't want to come to Christ because because they say that there's hypocrites in every church. Well, that's true. But because every church has a Judas, doesn't mean that every person there is like that. There's real, you know. There's still Christians that are out here living real and living by what they say. Now, we can't judge Christianity off of one person. But because this, on, because bro. it's the lost world, what they see by one person, they automatically judge you know, all of Christianity off of one person. You know, and that's a poor testimony. That's sad. Amen? Notice Matthew chapter 5. Verses 13 to 16, covering the context right here, if you flip back with me. Matthew chapter 5. Notice right here, verse 13. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. 
Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Verse 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And also really quickly, notice Philippians chapter 2 and verse 15. Really quickly. Philippians 2 verse 15. And this goes right with, you know, right here in Matthew. Notice this. That ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and a perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. Amen. Amen. We are lights in this world of darkness, you know, and in order for the light to show, we must, number one, we must have our hearts right with the Lord. And number two, we are to be living clean and holy. And number three, we are to be studying the word of truth. And number four, we are to exalt the Lord Jesus Christ and his written word. You know, and I can just keep going on and on with this list, but I'm sure you get the point. But a good testimony, you know, will help us as we try to live as a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. Look back with me right here in Philippians 2.15 if you're still there. Notice, notice once more. It says that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom ye shine as lights in the world. You know, with a good testimony... We are to be blameless and harmless, amen? You know, showing them that what we have is real. So that that way, there will be no rebuke, you know? No fingers pointing at us saying that we are fake. But sure, you know, sure, we all have our bad days, you know, and none of us are perfect, but your character that is seen must reflect that of our Lord Jesus. You know, because he lives in our heart. And when our light shines, we can show him to this world. But you know, just as in the book of James, where it says a double mind is unstable, a double a double minded man is unstable in all his ways. You know, the Lord Jesus, he's not double minded, you know, and neither should we. Amen. You know, looking next, you know what to do while waiting for the Lord. Next, we should have a consistent prayer life. Flip back, flip back with me about a page or so, right here to, to the sixth chapter of Ephesians. Amen. Look, look with me right here in Ephesians six and verse eighteen. It, it says right here, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Now, now we see so often that people don't go to the Lord in prayer. You know, but when a situation comes, right then they expect to hear from God. Amen? 
But you know, he doesn't want to hear from us only when we need that, only when we need something, amen. You know, that's selfish. Notice once more. Praying always, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. We're supposed to be coming to Him always in prayer. Are you praying to the Lord? You know, how are we supposed to hear from the Lord, you know, if He never hears from us? Amen? That's a good question. We have to make it a daily necessity to go to the Lord in prayer. You know, pray for someone other than ourselves. And go to Him, you know, just wanting to talk with Him, you know, commune with Him, have fellowship with Him. There's nothing more, there's nothing more wonderful than feeling the presence of the Lord whenever we're in fellowship with Him. Because if you notice back in Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 29... It says right here, The Lord is far from the wicked. But look right here. But he heareth, but he heareth the prayer of the righteous. Do you want to hear from the Lord? Well, then go to him with a clean heart and prayer, amen. Now, I know none of us are perfect, you know, and we don't always have a perfect prayer life. But the Lord wants to always hear from us, and He wants to speak to us. Amen. In the Old Testament, you know, you know, as you know, as Bible believers, you know, we as you know, us that read the Scriptures, you know, we know that in the Old Testament, the Lord would physically speak to people, and He would physically appear before people. But today, you know, after the after the dead burial resurrection, when the New Testament starts, you know, according to the Book of Hebrews. Know where a testament is, there must also of necessity of necessity be the death of a testator. Well, Jesus Christ being our testator, you know, his death on the cross, you know, that starts the New Testament. Yes, so right there, you know, in the New Testament today, the Lord speaks to man through his written word. You know, and also there's a certain occasions also that the Lord will speak to a man's conscience. But we need to be in His Word, you know, and continuing instant in prayer, having a proper fellowship with Him so that He can use us for His glory. Now, we're supposed to be leading people to Christ, you know, and living as an example for Him. But when we fall into sin, you know, He doesn't speak to us like He did before because when we sin, you know, it breaks, it breaks our fellowship with Him. You know, and when we confess that sin, you know, 1 John 1, 9, you know, he restores the fellowship to where he can freely, you know, and openly flow in us and through us in our lives. Amen. But we have to confess that sin. You know, 1 John 1, 9, you know, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And the Bible says, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But you got those that overly divide the word of truth. You know, they look at 1 John 1, 9. You know, these hyper-dispensationalists, that doesn't apply to the church today because, you know, that's that's Jewish. That doesn't apply to the church. Well, that's not talking about salvation. 
If they would just read it in its context instead of isolating verses here and there, you know, in the context of 1 John, right there in chapter 1, that's dealing with fellowship. That's not dealing with a person's salvation, amen? Amen. Context matters. You know, doctrine matters. Read in its context. But the question here, how's your prayer life? You know, the church today has the mindset that it doesn't matter that it, you know, it really doesn't matter how that you live in order to win the loss to Christ. But that's simply not true. But you know, it does matter how that you live. If we approach this world in our flesh, you know, they see us as fake. You know, I've seen this in person. And I you know, and I personally I've been told this, you know, and it's sad. You know, but if we come to them with a sincere heart and they see how we're living, it can make a difference because they can see that there's something different about us. So it does matter how that we live. Amen? Amen. Preach, brother. Remember, when we walk in our flesh, we cannot please God. You know, as the verse back in Romans says, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God? When we walk in our flesh, again, we cannot please God. So why pretend to be spiritual you know, when we're talking to this world about the Lord if we're walking in our flesh? That's hypocritical, amen? And this world sees through the fake. You can't cuss and talk filthy and then later tell them you know, that Jesus saves. Well, yes, Jesus does save, but this goes right back with having a good testimony, amen? If your testimony is shot, or you're back and forth, they're not going to believe you. Having a constant prayer life will help our walk, and it will also show how that we live in front of this world. We have to be consistent, not put on a show. This world's always seeing a show. They can tell what's fake. And if it's real, you know, they can see that. Now, I'm not saying that every time that the world sees us living right, that they're automatically going to come to the Lord Jesus. Because there's instances where whenever we're living right, that the, Lord, that the people in this world, it just makes them angry, and they just try to get away from us. But there's other instances where people will see that we're living right, and they will see that light shining you know, the light of the truth, you know, the Lord Jesus Christ shining out of our lives, they'll see that, and chances are the Lord can use that to bring them to Him, you know, according to the gospel, amen? You know, 1 Corinthians 15, verses 3 and 4, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. That's the gospel whereby we are saved. If you're living fake, the world will, the, this world will see right through you, and they won't even give you the opportunity because they won't believe the, the, the death, burial, and resurrection from their heart. Because they're, they're going to think, well, why should I? Why should I believe in Jesus Christ? How do I know He died for my sins? Apparently, He didn't die for your sins because you're over here living fake. I can see right through you. Why should I believe you? That's what they think. But notice next, continuing on, point number four. You know, and, and what to do while looking, while waiting for the Lord? 
Number four, we're to be growing in the Lord. That's important. We're to be growing in the Lord. Look over with me, Second Book of Second Peter. Second, Second Peter chapter three. Notice verses seventeen and eighteen, the last two verses here in Second Peter. <clears throat> it says, "Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware lest ye also, being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness." Notice verse eighteen, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To Him be glory, both now and forever. Amen. Now this is something that we, that we see lacking today. You know, and because the church is in apostasy, we don't see much preaching on growing. Amen. We see little to no growth. No, or the complete opposite. You know, to where we see other, you know, we see over-dividing of the Scriptures. Like I aforementioned, you know, of hyper-dispensationalists. You know, we see over-dividing of the scriptures. You know, this is an unhealthy growth, you know, where they have went off into error, you know, and it's wrong. You know, what are we supposed to be doing? Well, we're supposed to be growing in the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Man, flip back here, First Corinthians chapter 3. Look at the first three verses. Notice what Paul says right here to the church Corinth. He says, And I, brethren, you know, this is saved people. He said, And I, brethren, cannot speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it. And notice here it says, Neither yet now are ye able, for ye are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? You know, you know a lot of the brethren are walking around just like the church here in Corinth. You know, right. and, I, and on down in the chapter here, you know, as you get down verses, you know, 10 down to verse 15 or so, you know, we get into the judgment seat of Christ. You know, about Christians suffering loss. You know, in other words, you know, Christians losing rewards in that day. You know, the day of the judgment seat of Christ. You know, this should be more of a reason to be growing in the Lord. You know, and not walking in our flesh. You know, let's, let's keep flipping back. Let's get as much as we can of this in. Let's look at Romans chapter 8. <clears throat> There's never too much of the Word, amen. We can't get enough of this right. book. And this will be Romans chapter 8. Let's, let's look here at the first 10 verses. <clears throat> it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. 
For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Look right here. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, and that knows that's capitalized, that's the Holy Spirit of God, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. You notice I quoted that verse a little bit earlier. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Notice verse 10. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. No. After what we read here, you know, why are we seeing Christians trying to revert back and walk in a dead body? Well, it could be a list of many different reasons, but just notice three reasons right here. You know, they could, you know, they could be walking back in that dead body because number one, they could still, you know, they could still be, you know, babes in Christ. You know, as we saw back in First Corinthians chapter three. You know, number two. They could, they could, they, you know, they probably fell into sin and backslid on God, you know, because of pride. You know, when you fall into sin, you know, pride creeps up in your heart because, you know, does. people are so prideful of themselves, you know, but pride in itself is an abomination unto God. Look back in Proverbs, you know, this, these six things that the Lord hates. You know, pride is one of the things that the Lord hates. You know, but because of pride, you know, they, they might be refusing to get right. Then notice number three, you know, they are lukewarm in apostasy. You know, that's the three reasons that I have just read off, you know, why people are walking back in a dead body. But I'm sure there's more. You know, I'm not against, you know, more reasons being shown to me. That's fine. But, you know, just for sake of time and, you know, time here, basically, I'm just just give you three. You know, but looking here, you know, there needs to be growth, amen. You know, we are to be growing every day in the Lord. Without growth, a Christian will either become stagnant, you know, or if they've just recently recently got saved, you know, they'll stay a babe in Christ. You know, and as we've seen with the carnal babes in Christ, you know, back in you know, chapter three of First Corinthians, you know, there was envying and strife and divisions. And you no, know, and even a few chapters over, you know, they were puffed up. You know, and there was incest in the church. You know, what needs to happen here? Well, they need to purge out, therefore, the old leaven, that they may be a new lump, amen? 
You know, they need to get back to judging sin in the church and quit watering down the truth and not just that, but you know, they need to quit compromising, amen. The lukewarm church is compromised. You know, and in order to grow, they need to get back in the truth and study it. You know, as we see in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 16, you know, it says, Study, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You know, how does the church get the truth rightly divided? Well, they get it by a pastor, you know, by a pastor giving them the whole counsel of God. You know, and that's what we saw with, by Paul, you know, Acts chapter 20, verse, I believe it's verse 27, where he said, For I have not shunned to declare unto you the whole counsel of God. You know, the church gets it by a pastor giving them the whole counsel of God. We're not seeing Christians growing because they're not getting the whole counsel. Well, you'd ask, well, what are they getting? Well, they're getting devotional sermons, you know, sermons about tithing, sermons about soul winning, you know, dressing right, no drinking. You know, these are all good things, but there's more in the Bible, you know, than basic fundamental truths, amen? That's right. You know, all these churches that preach and teach soul winning all the time, you know, what that's going to result in is a weak church. Because after it, you know, after everyone gets saved, you know they need to be growing so so that they're not led about with every wind of doctrine. Soul winning is good, and we're supposed to be soul winners. But there's more in the Bible that we're supposed to learn and what we're supposed to be doing. Amen. You know what will happen if the church isn't growing? You know, or they forget the truth. You know, since we are an apostasy, you know, in the Laodicean church age. The church has forgot the truth. You know, what will happen, you know, if they're not growing or if they forget the truth? Well, let's look back to chapter Acts. In the book of Acts in chapter uh, chapter 20. Know what will happen? Look with me, verses 29 down to 32. Look right here. Paul says, For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves, even amongst the church, amongst your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things, you know, because we're in apostasy, to draw away disciples after them. You know, so Paul says here in the next two verses, he says, Therefore watch and remember, because, you know, he, he said back in verse 29, or, uh, yeah, verse 29. I should have waited before it. I think, yeah, it was a couple of verses back, you know, whenever he said back in the context, right here, I had to look back. He said, for remember, he said, therefore watch and remember. Well, in verse 27, Paul said, for I have not shunned to declare unto you the whole, all the counsel of God. So Paul already showed them, you know, but because the church forgot, you know, or just went off and just fell into sin. He says, therefore, watch and remember. Verse 27, remember the counsel of God. 
He says, watch and remember that by the space of three years, I cease not to warn you, every one, night and day, with tears. That's sincerity. That's humility. That's love for the brethren. Amen? Amen, brother. He says, and now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. You know, the, the divine order here, you know, within the church, the, 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 the divine order, you know, for love, you know, first off, it's God. You know, put that as number one at the top of the list. Number one, the divine order for love is God. And secondly, you know, the word of God, you know, his word of truth. Second Timothy 2 Timothy 2.15, you know, his word of truth. Number three, you know, the people of God, because we're supposed to be in fellowship with the brethren. But I'm not going to give you Hebrew, the word book of Hebrews that the church today wants to quote so much out of context because we're not in the tribulation. We are to have fellowship with the brethren, but using verses out of context is not going to prove that point. That's just going to prove Bible ignorance. We're supposed to have, you know, it's supposed, we're supposed to have number three, the people of God. We're, we're supposed to be in fellowship with the brethren. And number four, you know, and sinners. If we have a proper love, with you know, with God first and foremost, then His Word it will lead us into a proper fellowship, you know, with the brethren, and then you know, we'll have that love to go out and win the lost souls to Christ. No, without the proper order, no, we're in a mess today. You know, because we're in a mess today. We see the church going deeper and deeper into apostasy. So my prayer, my prayer is, as I'm close, I'm, I'm done. I'm finished. My prayer is that before the Lord comes, let us remember all these things. You know, let us be looking for Him. Book Titus, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, as we're waiting for the Lord, and we're looking for Him. Let us stay faithful. Amen. Let's stay in His Word. Let's continue teaching and preaching the Word of Truth. You know, rightly divided. Amen. It doesn't matter if, you know, rest of the rest of them out here, you know, there's people out here calling us her- heretics. You know, even Paul said that there was that there was those that called him, that why he preached heresy. So yes. should it be any different? Then from our apostle, you know, Romans 11, 13. You know, for I speak to you Gentiles, and so much as I'm the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify mine office. You know, if they said that our apostle was a heretic, what makes us any different? You know, if they crucified our Savior on the cross, which they did, you know, he gave up his life freely, but, you know, but they hung him on the cross. You know, they whipped him with the cat and nine tails. You know, that his face was marred, as the book of Isaiah says, his face was marred beyond recognition. If they did that to our Lord and Savior, what makes us any different? We're not any different. But as but you know, as we're in apostasy today, we don't have to go with the apostasy. Let's just keep staying faithful, you know, praying daily, you know, keep a healthy prayer life, you know, we keep a health a healthy proper fellowship with our Savior. And let's let's keep doing what the Lord called us to do. Yeah, I know, I know it's hard. I mean, I have struggles every day too. I'm flesh. You know, I'm, I'm still human. I mean, I'm not perfect yet. Whenever the Lord calls me home, 
You know, when I get up here in the glory, I'll be perfect then. But right now, I'm not perfect yet. That's right, brother. You know, but that's what we're instructed. Be ye holy, for I am holy. We're supposed to live holy, a holy and godly Christian life. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I know we're not perfect, but we're supposed to strive and be like our Savior. You know, strive and be like what the like the Apostle Paul showed us to be. You know, be ye followers of me as I also am of Christ. Let's stay in the Word. Amen? Let's stay in the Word and do what He has us to do until the day He calls us home, whether it be by the sky, you know, by the rapture, you know, or, you know, if time permits, we just go by the way of the grave. But let's stay faithful, amen? Amen. All right. Thank you so very much, Brother Landon, for uh, for that message. Uh, I just want to say uh, a few things. Uh, let's see. Um, Brother Landon mentioned uh, that that we are to have a good testimony, right? And uh, we are to. Uh, let our light shine let our light shine before all men right um think about this the moon and the sun the moon does not have light of itself and so it reflects the light of the sun onto the earth the moon is a type and picture of the body of Christ the church the Sun is a type and picture of Christ and so just as the moon reflects the light of the Sun onto the earth we the body of Christ the church are to reflect the light of Christ into this dark sinful world the church has no light without Christ amen and then he talked about having a consistent prayer life first uh, Thessalonians 517 says pray without ceasing that means pray without stopping don't stop praying the Lord wants to hear from you he wants to have fellowship with you say so, well I don't know I don't know what to say to the Lord well tell him tell him about your problems tell him about your victories He wants to hear from you. Alright, and then, then he mentioned uh, Romans 8.1. Uh, go there with me real quick. Romans 8 verse 1. 
and I will show you something there as well. Romans 8.1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Okay, now let's go ahead and stop right there. Uh, because a lot of uh, a lot of the brethren, when when uh, when they teach this verse or they preach this verse, they will stop right there. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Those who are saved, those who are in Christ, there is no condemnation. Okay, there is no condemnation as far as going to hell. They're not condemned to hell as a lost person is but there still could be legal condemnation if a saved person goes out and commits a crime god forbid all right and so we can't just stop there at the middle of that verse we have to read the whole thing so let's go ahead and let's read that there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. That flesh, that flesh is wicked. It's sinful. And it's condemned to the ground. We should not walk after the flesh. We walk after the Spirit. Notice Spirit is capitalized as Brother Landon said. That's the Holy Spirit. We are to walk after the Spirit. Amen. And then at the end he mentioned about uh, looking for the Lord's return. Our blessed hope. You know, so many people uh, today, you know, um, here in the Philippines, there, there's uh, there's a lot of uh, volcanoes and 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 typhoons and and uh, earthquakes and so forth, and and uh, and something will happen uh, like a typhoon or or uh, an earthquake or something, and and then somebody will get on Facebook and and they will then they will say, well. This is signs of the end times. If you're not saved, get saved now because the Lord is coming back. Well, we are not to be looking for signs as the church, the body of Christ. We don't look for signs. Signs are for the Jews. And they started with Moses at the burning bush. You know, when when uh, he put down the rod and the rod turned into a serpent, he he grabbed it back and and uh, become a rod again. And then he put his hand in his bosom and pulled it out, and it was leprous. He pulled put it back into his bosom, pulled it out, and it was healed. That's where the signs started. But they are not for the body of Christ, the church. Signs are for the Jews. So what we the church need to be looking for. We need to be looking up in the eastern sky and watching for the Lord to come into the clouds to call the church home 
by name to be with him forever and ever and ever. Amen. So, that is part two of what to do while waiting on the Lord. Now, uh, our prayer is that this message was a help and a blessing to you. Amen. And, and uh, we thank you so very much uh, for listening. We thank you for your prayers for, for us, our families, our ministries. Please continue to pray for this podcast that the Lord will continue to use it mightily for His glory. Amen. All right. Once again, thank you so very much for being with us today. And uh, until next time, God bless you.